what happens is when you're in the military, you're disciplined. You're, you're used to people telling you what to do. You're used to following orders and all those kind of things. And, and you get out and you start talking to people and, and on the base or dealing with people in the military, if you have some rank or whatever the case may be, you say, well, I'd like to get this done and they take care of it. Well, out here you say, yeah, I'd like to get this done. It's like, you'll take care of it. <laughs> Welcome, friends. You're listening to The Hook with Sarah Larson, a podcast that's curious about the meaning of disruption and how it affects our personal lives, our careers, and the people around us. I'm your host, Sarah Larson, a business coach and serial entrepreneur, but also someone with a thirst for conversation. Being an entrepreneur can be a bit lonely, especially when faced with the inevitable challenges that come with the title. This is an opportunity to feel as if you're part of the conversation and leave knowing you're not alone, because others have faced similar challenges, and you can learn from their mistakes and successes. I hope you'll find as much inspiration from my guests as I have. Grab your favorite beverage, and let's begin. Welcome to The Hook with Sarah Larson. I am your host, Sarah Larson, and today I would like to introduce my guest, Tim Meyer, with Four Oceans Real Estate brokered by EXP Realty. And we are in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia enjoying his office today. Welcome, Tim. I'm glad to be here. I'm gonna have you tell us a little bit about, obviously you're a real estate agent, broker actually. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that, like what you're doing today. Um, I've been in the business about 24, 25 years and have enjoyed every minute of it. I've been an agent, I've built teams, I've been a coach, still a coach, and I'm a managing broker for our particular office. Within EXP, we have branch offices. This is a branch office of that, and we have several agents in this branch office, and I manage that. And I, my full-time job is actually selling houses. So. Right, <laughs> right. And you also own a uh, property management firm. Yes, well. I do. Absolutely. Yep. I own that about two years now. I have a partner with that in that as well. And um, my my son actually runs that business. That's great. Yeah. That you guys get to work together. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I'd like to go back a few years in time. Just okay. With you. Tell us about growing up. You you grew up in Minnesota. You have siblings, parents there. What was that like? Well, I grew up in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, actually, a little town called Richfield, which is a pretty big town now, but it's a suburb of Minneapolis, and uh, went to school there. And then my junior year in high school, my father's company moved him to Little Rock, Arkansas, and so uh, it was a big transition from Minnesota to Arkansas. Sure. But yeah, I had a great life, uh, rode my bikes all the time, played in the snow, Shoveled a lot of snow up there and enjoyed the enjoyed the growing up during that period of time. Okay. And then you joined the Air Force? Yeah, when I was in Little Rock, after I graduated from high school, I joined the United States Air Force, and it was time for me to do something else in my life. I think it was probably growing up. I was part of that. <laughs> and uh, so I joined the Air Force and made it, made it a career, a 23-year career in the Air Force. Right. And I was in financial management, instructional technology, and I built tests for the government. And, and instruction guides and things like that. And I also taught leadership and management to non-commissioned officers in the Air Force, so. Quite an experience. It was, it was, it was very a much so. A lot of different things there. Absolutely, it was a great time. The 23 years went by so quick it wasn't funny. So, right. Yeah. 
And at what point did you meet your wife? Um, actually, the second year I was in the Air Force, I was stationed in England, and uh, I met her the day I saw her. I, I said, that's the girl I'm gonna marry. About 27 days later, we got married, and oh, we've been wow. married 47 years this year, so that's pretty neat. <laughs> you mentioned that you moved to Arkansas uh -huh. as, a, as a teen. Right, mm -hmm. junior in high school. What was that like? You mentioned that it was a big change. How did that affect you? personally transitioning to a new school and a new locale? Well, it was it was quite different because um, I, I was used to all my friends and everybody around me and then, and then boop, we picked everything up and we moved yeah. and I had to make new friends and I was kind of the outsider and nobody knew me and, and so I had to overcome that outsider mentality and all those kind of things and learn how to make friends. You know, I didn't, I had friends all my life where I was at and now I had to make new friends and learn how to do that and that was quite of a challenge, definitely. I bet. But <clears> it's something that I'm sure has carried through your life. I know you do a lot of networking. Mm -hmm. You've created network groups. You've helped create a local chamber of commerce. So I'm guessing you got over that a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I, I, I still think that I'm more of an introvert, but I'm probably not. Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't ever know. I like to meet people. I like to talk to people. Yeah. I, to, I like to learn and listen mm -hmm. what they've learned in their life and what they've done in their life. And it all helps me down down the road. So it's, a, it's an important thing for me. I think I've used it in a positive way in my life. And, you know, we all go through tragedy and things happening in our life. We just got to get back up on the horse and ride it again. That's the most right. important thing. How did you end up in real estate? I came here to the Hampton, Virginia area. I was at stationed at Langley Air Force Base. And it was my last couple of years in the Air Force. And I was traveling all the time. And my wife told me, she said, you really ought to stop that traveling because you're gone three weeks a month. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably do that. And she goes, maybe it's time for you to retire. And I said, okay. So I started looking around and the guy that I bought my house from said, look, if you ever decide you want to, you ever want to get into real estate, call me. So I had my license and I was ready to go and called him and started working with him. And we became business partners for probably 10 or 12 years and uh, built our team. We were one of the top teams in the area uh, for a long time, we're just building our business over a period of time. So a lot of networking. I got here, I didn't know anybody. You know, I was just in the Air Force. I didn't know a lot of people. You, you don't get to know a lot of people. So I had to go out and join the chamber and, and get involved in networking groups and be a networker and learn how to do it that way. Because back then, 20 plus years ago, the internet wasn't a big deal. We were still looking at a pages of housing books. Right. And that was a whole difference than it is today. So yeah. definitely. So it's it's been a it's been an evolving process over the years and just knowing how to meet people, what to say, how to mm -hmm. listen, and then how to make conversation. You know, a lot of people I can go up to and, and I, I always look for a common denominator. You know, were you in the service? Yeah. Where are you from? Are you from Minnesota? Are you from so and so? Do you like sports teams? I just kind of ask those questions until I find a common denominator for somebody, and then and then I can start talking to them. Yeah. And then we build that connection at that point in time. And you, you've had a lot of experience just mm -hmm. teaching other people. It seems like you are a great mentor, hmm. and you've done a lot with that. You're doing it now as well. Right. Tell right. tell me about that. Well, I've, I've over the years I've helped businesses start. I've also helped coach 
businesses. Been with the Chamber of Commerce. I was the president like eight out of 15 years or something <laughs> like that. But I believe in businesses and how to help businesses. And then coaching, I've shared, I've actually shared with real estate teams on how we built the team that I had. We were one of the premiers or the first teams in, in the area. So people always called to me and said, hey, how did you start your team? How did it work? And those kind of things. And so I've coached there and helped them. I've networked in business networking groups. I've been a leader, a coach. And then real estate, as a broker, I'm a mentor, a manager, and a coach as well. I coach agents across the country, which is really fun for me to do because yeah. you know each market's different. They say it is, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but it, the basics are the same. All the fundamentals are the same. Right, so. the fundamentals of how mm -hmm. to be a real estate yeah, agent, exactly. how to get clients. Absolutely. What would yeah. you say is the most important thing that you're teaching to new real estate agents? Well, I think it's accountability, accountability and the basics because a lot of the agents today, they all want to get my real estate license. I want to jump into real estate. That's great and they think they're going to make a lot of money, but there's some basics you got to do. I think one of the things that attracted me when I first came to the business was I've been in the military for 23 years. I was tired of people telling me what to do. Right. <laughs> so I want to own my own business. What's the best way to do that? Get into real estate, do your own thing. Because the only person I need to look at in the mirror is me if nothing's happening. But a lot of agents today get in and they don't have the skills. They don't know how to lead generate. They don't know how to work a lead and then turn it into a transaction and turn that into to getting paid and all those kind of things. So there's a lot of a lot of that out there. And I got my license, but what do I do with it? Right. And so I'm here to help people with that. And it served me well. And I've been on different marketing teams across the country as well. I had one company out of California that marketed agents specifically. And I used to fly in and I was a, a consultant for these different conventions they had. and. Um, did some marketing there as well. So I've, I've done a lot. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, quite a career. <laughs> That's right. What are some times that you've experienced disruption or change? Right. I guess let's let's get more specific. Right. How was it transitioning from military into civilian it, life and, it, and becoming a real estate agent? That's a really good question because um, what happens is when you're in the military, you're disciplined. You're, you're used to people telling you what to do. You're used to following orders and all those kind of things. And, and you get out and you start talking to people and, and on the base or dealing with people in the military, if you have some rank or whatever the case may be, you say, well, I'd like to get this done and they take care of it. Well, out here you say, yeah, I'd like to get this done. It's like, you'll take care of it, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Yeah. And so the transition was a little rough just because I was so used to the military mindset and then I had to learn how to, how to deal with people in civilian life. And there's a whole difference. There's a lot of people out there that don't care about the military. They don't care that you were in the military. They have their own set of disciplines and you have to learn how to negotiate and navigate those disciplines that they have as well. The basics of everything that we do out there, especially in my businesses, if you say you're gonna call, you know, call, you know, do what you say or say what you mean or say what you mean and do what you say or whatever the case may be. Yes. So. That's something that is very frustrating, I know. To me, when I'm working with businesses and when, and I've heard it from other people that, you know, you call somebody and they say, oh, they'll call you back or they'll right. call you at a certain time or, you know, you plan to meet at certain right. times and then kind of falls apart. That can be extremely frustrating. Absolutely. Especially when you're used to things happening timely. Exactly. And then um, as as time went on in the in my business, I mean, there's times when you start you get in a roll and things like happen really good and then there's times when you hit the wall. 
you know, and I hit the wall a couple times in my real estate career. I had to I had to reinvent myself. I had to start over. A couple of those times was when my business partner and I were in business together. We had a great team, and he decided he was going to retire, and so I had to kind of rebuild my business at that point in time. Yeah. I had a pretty good business going, but I had to keep keep it rolling and. and redevelop myself, redevelop my team, remarket myself, do all those kind of things. And that was a big deal as well. And, you know, when you hit the wall like that um, and production stops or slows down, you're like, do I need to go get another job or what the, yeah. you know, what's going on? So it was a big deal for me to get, get through that because I could have just as easily stayed at home in the house, shut the door, you know, with the blinds down. But I, I knew that if I didn't get back up on the horse and start riding it again, I'd have problems. And so, right. I mean, I've been thrown off the horse many, many times in my life. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting back on and making sure that you're doing something about it. Action. And, yeah, exactly. And then another one, this was a big one back in 2008, you know, the mm -hmm. market crashed. It was depressing. I think it was the 1st of September. It's like the light switch went off on the whole yeah. real estate market. Everything just went click, stopped, yeah. and you could see it. And so there was a lot of people jumping out of the business. And this was my business, you know, and thank God that I had built a client base and that I had I'd networked all those times and done all these things to build my business to where it was at so that I could survive that period of time. Because right. a lot of agents didn't. Our, our membership and our association was like 14 or 1500 and went down to five or 600 during that period of time. We lost 700 or 800 agents yeah. because there was no production. Nothing was going on. I had to negotiate that or navigate that because if I didn't get through that, I wasn't going to make it. I had to get back up on the horse. I had to work, you know, I had to, I had to 10x everything I was doing, you know, yeah. 10x my lead gen. I had to 10x my conversations with my clients. I had to 10x everything I was doing. I had to do that because if I didn't, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. The people who keep going through those periods are the ones that come out on, you know, Absolutely. survive it Absolutely. and come out on top. Absolutely. Gain market share during that type of period. I was in the mortgage industry at that time <laughs> and saw just the same thing. I, yeah. I had been working for a company that I really loved, felt was super supportive, and they went bankrupt and shut down. And I changed to you know several different companies after right. that, just trying to stay in the industry, right. stay relevant, but I was in the wholesale side, so I sold to mortgage brokers. Mm -hmm. Those were my clients, and mortgage brokers were all going out of business or joining a larger bank or right. a larger mortgage company right. to be a branch of those because they couldn't survive on their own with all the changes that happened over those few years. I was very fortunate that I met my husband uh, we, we got together as he was starting a new business and I was able to help him out with that and get out of the mortgage industry because it was really miserable at that time. Right. And it was just so, it was a dark time in my life. Right. I went through divorce and job change after right. job change trying to recreate that energy that I'd had previously. Right. So I know Right. how much of a struggle that must have been absolutely and you're living at a certain level financially and then it just yeah. stops right you know you're like and i had to be ready you had to be ready for those changes you had to go in and say you know we got to cut this we got to cut that we got to cut this we you know things that we had to cut out because you know to survive you gotta you gotta pull it back in for a while you know when right. things like that happen so it was it was a tough time it was really a tough time and and quite frankly in our business it lasted probably till from 08 till about 14 or 15. Right. I mean, it was just that. It, it, well, was, it took a while took for the market, market to return. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the foreclosures, foreclosures were 
everywhere, you know. Right. We have a pretty good market here because we have a lot of military in this particular market, but yeah. and we didn't get as hammered as the rest of the country did, but we got hammered. I mean, it was no doubt about it. There was a lot of foreclosures. I think there are some similarities, not as if we're not in yeah. the exact same market situation, right. but with the last couple of years and then right. with rates suddenly going up recently mm -hmm. in 2022, how has that affected uh, our market and how does that affect your business? Well, what's happened is, quite frankly, in the last couple of years, people have started to gain equity in the property again. And, and after 2008, the government put a lot of regulations in place for those people borrowing money to buy a house. See, so, mm -hmm. so you, you know, back in 2007, you'd have to prove anything. Right. right. No income, credit was the thing that everybody <laughs> lived on. That's right. <laughs> 2009, you had to prove it. Yes. You had to prove that you were making this kind of money and all those kind of things. So, so the loans got better. People started gaining equity. So what we're seeing today is a lot of people in this particular market, they have a lot of equity in the property. Even if the market did tank for some reason, and it hasn't tanked yet. Right. Even if the market did tank for some reason, there'd still be plenty of equity left available for them to refinance or whatever they wanted to do to make things a little bit better. So we're not going to see as many foreclosures anywhere near 2008 just because of the of the inflation that's going on and the interest rates rising. You know, back in the day, and I tell the story, I bought a house back in 1981. They were quoting 18.9. I got a loan for 13.9 and thought I was lucky. And Today, people are saying, well, 6%, that's killing me. I ran the numbers. It was between 8 and 9% for almost 10 years mm -hmm. straight. So, you know, that was the norm, right. 8 and 9%. So, so what's happened is now prices have gone up. Mm -hmm. People are sitting on their equity. They're kind of afraid to sell right now because what has happened is the, there's a shortage of, of product in the market. Yeah. So when people want to sell, and you've been in this house for all these years and you got all this equity and you want to sell, where am I going to go? Mm -hmm. And what's happening is there's not a lot of places for people to go. So w either if they're downsizing or upsizing, wherever the case may be, there might be some of those opportunities. But if they're, if they're laterally sizing or they want another house or whatever, you know, of the same type or maybe larger, it may not be there because nobody's selling their houses. So we've got a, we've got a huge demand right now and a low inventory. Had it be on the other way, then we would have a serious economic situation. So we're, we're looking for a really great outlook in 2023 as far as the market's concerned and, and hoping that people are, are beginning to want to want to sell. And people today are willing to pay top dollar for the house because they, they want a house. They want to be they want to be homeowners and rents have gone up so much. I know that yeah. in my property management, our rents have gone up 30 and 40 percent in the last three years because of the economy and people are going, that's cheaper to buy now than rent. So back to that again. So I've seen the market change in these 24 years I've been in the business. I've seen the market change probably four or five times. This is a different market. We're nowhere near like the 2008 market. Right. It's fun to see what's go how it goes, you know, as long as you can survive. And learning to pivot. So you said exactly. that you had been coaching some people virtually, right. some real estate agents. Right. What other things have you had to do to, to pivot Recently. Well, obviously Zoom's a big one yeah. uh, since COVID. Zoom's been a huge one. Group coaching, coaching people together in a group, that's been important. Putting on seminars and doing those kind of things and, and helping other people as well. I, I believe in paying it forward. That's kind of the way I live. Yeah. I help you get what you want. Everything else takes care of itself. But there's a lot of people out there starving for coaching, so people that need help. People are pivoting to, to different career fields to see what they can what, what they can sustain themselves for a while. It used to be you go to work for IBM and you, you were there for 40 years 
well, it's not happening no more. You know, people aren't going to IBM for 40 years. Anymore. Some are, but not most people are kind of popping from job to job because they're looking for the best for their family, whatever it is. I look at these sort of situations where you're changing from one thing to another or something happens in the market. Right. That, you know, your industry has changed. Right. We've all created sort of these identities that right. we think of ourselves, how right. we perceive ourselves, how we want to be perceived. What would you recommend for real estate agents in this market or just business owners in general? What, what do you recommend to reconcile yourself with a new identity or, or a changing, evolving identity because of that type of change? That's a really good question. I think there's so much that goes into that. I mean, you know, the first of all, organically the marketing and changing yourself and reinventing yourself and rebranding yourself and all those kind of things that you want to do but also that is is it might be reputation too there might be there might be a rep there might be a reputation out there about you that you never call anybody back or you mm -hmm. or a reputation out there that you that you don't say what you're going to do you don't mean what you say those are the kind of things you need to look at you, you need to look at the whole picture how am I really operating? What am I really doing here? And what do I want to achieve at the end? My goal is to be the, the most thought of realtor you know, in this particular area. What does that mean? How do I do that? Am, am I willing to give them my time? Do I do a really good job for my clients? You know, that's important too, obviously. They want to know that they've got a, a great person working for them. So anybody that's out there now, business-wise, new agents or a, agents in general, after all these years, I think it's a that combined package. You got to sit down, look at what you're doing now, where you want to go. You know, just kind of build that, build that plan, build that goal. You know, and a lot of us don't have our why. You know, why are we doing this every day? Why are we coming out here and and talking to everybody and networking? Why are we doing that? Is it the why to be retired at a certain age, or is it to spend time more times with my kids, or or is it financial? I think you really need to look at that picture. Everybody needs to look at that picture. I I look at it. A, all the time, introspection, I call it myself. Yeah. I'm always looking at myself first to see what, see what I need to do to better myself. Sometimes it needs a lot of work and sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. And it's hard to admit, Absolutely. it needs a lot of work. Absolutely. Uh, so it really sounds like we're needing to take stock of where we are, who we really are, as we feel that identity change and looking at where we really want to be and what changes we need to make to, Absolutely. Be, that, Absolutely. to be that person. I always talk about, with my coaching, I talk about begin with the end in mind. What's, what is my end goal? And then let's back into that. What do I need to do to get to that goal? Yeah. So here's my goal. I'm a, maybe it's a financial goal. So how many transactions do I need to do to hit this financial goal? So let's back up into that. Mm -hmm. That means how many calls do I need to make? How many people I need to talk to? How many yeah. deals have to close? You know, all those to hit that goal every year. If I begin with the end in mind, I'll, I'll be okay. But if I just kind of dilly-dally, it doesn't happen that way. You know, the plan's got, you got to build a plan and work, right. the, work the plan. Yes, you have to have a plan, first yep. of all. <laughs> Something that I've been uh, learning a little bit more about is just creating that vision of what you want that future to look like. And right. it's kind of the same thing, having the end in mind. Right. Where, where do I want to be and how do I become that person? What can I do today to be that person? Right, and the vision changes. Right. I mean, it changes. It's not going to be that same clear-cut vision all of your life because... Life gets in the way. Life changes things, you know. Yeah. As I coach agents across the country, they'll tell me, "Well, something happened with my kids, and something happened here, or something there, and I can't, couldn't stay on my tr on track." Well, obviously, yes, that's 
that's right. life. Right. So you've got to learn how to get back on track and, and put those things back together right. again. And sometimes we get derailed for longer than we want to be derailed. And then we have to jump back up on that horse and ride it again. Yeah, eventually you have to come back to it one way or another. We won't survive otherwise. Well, what what is it that you're looking for right now? Are you looking for more agents throughout the country to mentor, to coach? Is that an expanding part of your business? I have a two-prong approach. Our company, EXP Realty, has, has some really great opportunities for agents. The traditional real estate company is you sell a house, you get a commission, and you move on. Our company offers a little bit different. We have you sell a house, you get a commission, you can buy stock in the company. And I've got stock in the company, and I've been with them a year and a half, and, but you got stock in the company, it's on the NASDAQ, yeah. it's an opportunity. And then if you attract people to the, to the business, we call that revenue share, and, and that's another opportunity as well. So there's, there's multiple opportunities with our company, and I see that as a two-pronged approach for me. I am going to continue to sell real estate. I'm going to do that. I enjoy that. I enjoy work, working my, with my clients. And I've got a you know, fairly good-sized database over the years that I've worked in the business. And, uh, but I also want to attract agents to that and give them an opportunity because with a stock option and a revenue share option, there's, there's a retirement option there. Most real estate agents never had a, a, right. a retirement option. And this is a retirement option. So I want to share that with people. I want to give them, here, here's a retirement option for you that you can stay in this field. You can end up retiring and you can have, you know, have, have, a, have a good life after, after selling real estate. So I really want to work on both of those areas. Yeah. And I've focused my time and I have a business partner as well. And he's really good at the recruiting end of it. I've been doing the sales end of it for a long time. And so we, we work well together. And that's kind of where we want to go. And, and, and that, that'll produce some permanent income over a period of time. And it's a good, it's a win-win for everybody is what I like to think about it. Because yeah. traditionally, when you split your commission with a company, that would go to the company totally. Our company gives portions of that back to you. So that's, that's huge. I mean, it just, you can't get much better than that. Well, it makes so, sense. Yep. I know a lot of agents that have moved into the EXP right, land because right. of that model that they've created. Yep. And it makes okay. sense. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. And if you're if you're looking to spend time in the business and and you know obviously real estate's a little bit different. You can you can spend more time with your family and do all those kind of things. You might have to work some different days and different hours or weirder hours or whatever. But right. you can basically call the schedule yourself. And yeah. it's what I said earlier. If I'm not doing anything, I'm looking in the mirror. That's the only person that I can blame for nothing happening. It's me. <laughs> Where does retirement come? Any, do, is it on the horizon or, or are you just going to keep doing this? <laughs> I told my wife, I said, I'm not going to ever give up real estate. And the reason is I can sell a house when I'm 85 or 90 years old. Um, I can do that. Yeah. I'm not going to sell as many as I am now, but I can when I get to that age. And so why, keep, why not keep your license? Why not keep doing it? Why not keep sharing with other people? And, you know, it's just a, it, it just feels good. It feels good, and I and then I can throttle back and go on vacation if I want to, or go take a trip or whatever, and then come back and sell a house or two or whatever I want to do. The ideal life. Exactly. So I'm I'm working towards that. That's the end game. Take off when I want, but still help people. So that's oh, important. That. Um, where can people reach you if they would be interested in contacting you to for a real estate transaction or for for mentoring? You can reach me at Four Oceans Real Estate. ForestonsRE.com. I'd love to have it spread out to anybody that would like to talk. And then also coaching too. I'm, I'm open to coaching other agents that may not be part of EXP and they just want to talk to me. I would like to think that I'm a, 
level-headed person and able to tell you the good and the bad about everything and also help you. And if it's, if it's coming to EXP, great. If it's not, that's okay too. I can help you there as well. Or maybe do some coaching for you and help you at least expand your horizons in real estate because experience is important. Mm -hmm. It's very much important in real estate, knowing the market, knowing what's going on in the market, knowing people, how people act in the market, how people want to deal with people in the market. It's very, very important. You only get one chance to make a first impression. We've known each other for a few years yeah. now. I feel like you have such a level, um, right. emotional stability, I guess is what right. I would say. You know, you don't get overly reactive, hyped up. and. Right. You know, that, not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing because that can be very energetic and, and, and some people will like that. We're not right. for everybody, right? right. Everybody is, is gonna work with somebody you know, that fits with them. But I appreciate that having worked with some maybe more volatile personalities in my career, right. I can appreciate that you are just pretty even keeled. And I think that probably is very helpful to your, the people right. that you're coaching. And I'm glad you said that is because I'm a, I am aggressive aggressively sell people houses, yes. aggressively find them houses. And I've shown more houses to one particular person than I ever thought I would. And I tell my clients, I'll show you a hundred houses if I need to, to find the right house. I'm also competitive, you know. I want to be the best in my field. I want to be out there in front of everybody. I want to be the, the star player that people call up and go, hey, he's the guy we want to work with. But I don't want it to be the fact that it's I'm, th I'm stuffing it down your throat. I want you to know me for my reputation and what I've done for you. And that's important to me. I think that's an important yeah. thing to keep in mind as well. Awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for your time today, Tim. Absolutely. Tim has faced new identities many times in his life, beginning with his family's move from small-town Minnesota to Arkansas and continuing throughout his military service. As a veteran, the transition to civilian life was another disruption that required an adjustment. This time, the change involved the identity shift from telling others what needs to be done to realizing as a new real estate agent and business owner that he was the one to do it. After 24 years of building and rebuilding his real estate career, Tim still continues to network, support his local community through service on the board of the York County Chamber of Commerce, and he's passionate about mentoring other real estate agents. It's not an easy career, as many have learned after getting licensed. There are more than 3 million licensed agents in the U.S., and I'd venture to say that many of them are not actively working because they've already given up hope of being successful. It takes resiliency to keep going in an industry that faces massive ups and downs, and the successful agents I know have never-ending tenacity. In the end, we always return to the knowledge that each of us is valuable, and we will stand out to the people who are drawn to our energy knowledge, and capacity to give them what they need. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation and Tim's story resonated with you or sparked your imagination. Being an entrepreneur is rewarding, but I know from experience that it's also isolating. There is no magic blueprint that works for every business, just like there's no one exactly like you. If you'd like to have someone to listen to your unique challenges and provide support and strategies specific to your vision, I'd love to talk to you. You can schedule a chat with me through the link in the show notes to see if I'm the right advisor for you. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at I am Sarah Larson. That's Sarah with an H, Larson with an E. And if you'd like to be part of my community, you can subscribe to my newsletter to be notified of new episodes. 
get business advice and recommendations, and be the first to know when I have something new to share. All social media and website links are in the show notes. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and share it with friends so more people can benefit from these conversations. If you feel inclined to leave a five-star review, I would be very grateful. Reviews and subscribers feed the algorithms and mean that more people will discover and be encouraged by this podcast. Thank you, friends. See you next time.